And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. No, I think I think it was the fifties because I spotted a car and I went, "Oh, that's from the fifties." Fifty-two Mars Minor, only forty-four built in this particular configuration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> How do they expect me to maintain my believability when that car is clearly out of place? <laughs> that wasn't released for at least three years after the film was made. Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 12, Episode 23, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. This week we have a man who asked, are those women with the painted eyebrows sponsored by Nike? <coughs> it's Mike, the McDonough, McDonough. <laughs> also beside him, we have a lady whose treadmill powers her TV, Sweatflix, she calls it. It's Shona, Show Show O'Flaherty. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who said, exercise. <laughs> no, I said extra fries. It's Mark, <laughs> superhero planet. This week, we'll be discussing a movie in the shape of Wakefield and some TV in the form of Mr. Mercedes and Atypical. And that's it for this week, I think. <laughs> but we watched a lot of shit and we have a lot to oh, talk we are. about. And you know, this is the last episode of the season. Yay! Yeah, it's yeah. the longest season in fucking history, is it? <laughs> well, twenty-three. We've gone twenty-five, I think. Yeah, yeah that was. That, that was so there's, a, there's a couple of points of order we need to address. I think before we get going this week. All right, Mark. All right. So while Michael and Steve were slacking last week, yeah, Sean, Sean and I and I made our way to the Isidore Bicycle Studio. Like and began began recording what would have been the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> True story. But then, but then we hit, we had technical difficulties, and uh, we had to cancel the episode. So, apologies to our fans if you were looking for something to get you through the commute over the weekend, get you home on Friday night. Sorry, there was no bicycle on your phone or your mobile device, or that's if you're watching it on a website, there was no new episode there either. But that's just a time to look at our back catalogue. Yeah. I was just going to say, our, our bicycle got run over by a tsunami of technical difficulties last week. And it was funny that you mentioned tsunami, because I felt like when the show started, I thought that for the first time, me and Shona had like chemistry that didn't involve me being sexist. <laughs> and it was like it was working we were making jokes almost with each other instead of at each other (laughs) and we had information about TV and film that was going to be interesting to people it was yeah I was going this is it we're doing it yeah and it was like this perfect storm but unfortunately we were going the internet just couldn't handle it mixed gender duo podcast critics you ever heard and now only Mark and I will know of the wonder that was last week's episode you know what Steve it it sounds to me like this is a classic example of what happens when you leave the fucktards in charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> so look, enough, enough clowning, right? Enough clowning. We are, at the time of recording, four days away. There is a fire. Oh, no, yeah. three days away yeah. from the August 26th fight between Floyd Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor. The T-Mobile Arena is sold out. $60 million worth of tickets have been sold. Nice one. Dana White is projecting, was it four and a half million that the pay-per-view is going to do? Well, they're thinking uh, they'd have one billion people watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, <laughs> you guys, are you guys going to stay up and watch? Well, one billion yeah, being yeah. the number, not the number of pay-per-views, which would be different. Oh, the number of people. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah,
No, they're not. It's not in like comparison to in the US. Yeah, it's like twenty five euros or something like that. Uh, yeah, around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I, I instantly thought it'd be, you know, three hundred euros. Don't yeah, that yeah. Right, but yeah. Uh, that's that's not too bad. It's I might a, even eighty six dollars, isn't it? In the states, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, something like that. It's a, yeah. in the eighties anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I've been tweeting at uh, Chael P. Sonnen about this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just let him know that despite all of the fighting knowledge and evidence on his side in predicting that Mayweather is going to win and win easily, that he's wrong, that Conor's actually going to win. <laughs> so, so much did I irk him that he direct messaged me on Twitter saying, listen, <laughs> he just has no chance, right? Just accept it. <laughs> so no after I got over the shock of being a direct message on Twitter by one of my idols I replied and said listen dude I know there's no evidence whatsoever to back this up but Connor's going to win sometimes you just gotta have faith <laughs> then he direct messaged me again saying lol have faith just don't bet any money uh, and, which you've done which I've done <laughs> which I've done is right but he, he's um, <laughs> he's unfortunately run out of things to say about the fight because it's it's the only show in town there's nothing else to talk about until today, Steve. Yeah. Spe- speaking of betting money, I feel particularly hard done by, by Paddy Power. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, they had, apart from their, their regular sort of, you know, who's going to win, what round bets, they had a, a special, which was that Conor McGregor wouldn't win a single round on any of the judges' co- s- scorecards. Oh, wow. And that included a stoppage. So if Mayweather won in the first round, that's it. You collect. It doesn't have to go 12 rounds. Um, and they were offering 50 to 1 on that. No way. And I thought, oh, my God. So then I was doing my usual. I'll take three or four days to get my shit together and go to the bookie's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the time I got down there, that had come into 2 to 1. No way. And I was like, oh, <laughs> where'd my free money go? Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. what's going to happen, right? Connor is going to put him on his arse. In the first six rounds, one of them. I don't know which one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put him on his arse. You know, and takedowns aren't allowed, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that, Michael. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I don't know how he's going to do it. There's no reason why he should. And all the laws of God and man would seem to indicate that it's impossible. But that's what Connor does. The boy's got angles. Yeah, he certainly does. Yeah. But I, I started in the podcast that will never be heard that was obviously the greatest of all time. That's I gave some grief to Shona for shitting on my segues. That's true. <laughs> and I would like to share some of that shit with you, Michael. <laughs> oh, so let's just, let's just means, wind Mark. the clock, wind yeah, the clock. Mark back, is right? very let's sensitive about his segues. <laughs> Don't fuck with them. I let's think, just I say, just let's just say, <laughs> Mike, let's just say for a second, I wasn't the only fucking professional in this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's how, what, here's what might have happened. I might have gone, Chad is actually running out of things to talk about because this is the only show in town. I was talking about the Floyd mm-hmm. versus Connor fight mm-hmm. until today. Isn't that right, Steve? Then Steve might have gone, I know John Jones has just been caught for doping and he could have rolled into talking about that. Mm. But no, Mike wants to talk about not going to the bookies. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, Mike. Way to fuck it up, everybody. Yeah, Yeah, let's just pause for a minute and listen to our fucking ratings. Speaking of John Jones, Mark. (laughs) 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 As you rightly pointed out, yes, he's been uh, flagged again, Mm -hmm. tested after the 214. 
what sport is this? This is mixed martial arts. This is John Jones. <laughs> he was the the youngest ever lightweight heavyweight champion, right? The lightest ever heavyweight. No, the youngest. <laughs> He's twenty twenty four. Not the lightest ever. <laughs> Sorry, I almost choked. And uh, what was he? Twenty four or something? He was very very young. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if he's anyway. Uh, so then he got in a bunch of trouble where he, he uh, tested hot a few times for performance hot means guilty the performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and actually was it cocaine. Yeah, so, I think it was something <laughs> like that. And uh, then he was in a, a hit and run car crash in which he crashed into a pregnant lady. Ran back mm-hmm. to his car, grabbed something out of him, and then ran off again. Yeah, yeah um, a drug paraphernalia. Yeah, uh-huh. apparently. Yeah. So then, did he get a lift from Tiger Woods on the way home? <laughs> no, no, it's just great. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So then there's, uh, you know, he he was being hounded and he was uh, getting his shit together. And there's mm-hmm. updates now and again, interviews and so on, saying he's getting his shit together. And uh, then um, this is always go- this is always going to be a redemption story. He had another six months left of his ban before he could come back, and he was going up against the guy who inherited his title, who he'd beaten before. Uh, and now this would be the the one to prove that the guy who inherited is the champion, or else John is back in, and so on. So he won. John won, mm-hmm. right? And then he had a big oh, I just came back, and you know you're at the bottom, and you make it back, and so on, and all this big story about it and I, I felt for the guy I thought it was play. up there with if you can change and I can change <laughs> everyone can change yeah, 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 yeah and so and then this morning or yesterday we see the headline that yeah his uh, tests were irregular they haven't uh, done the B sample yet as far as I know mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so you're just like ah you gimp pressure got to lunatic anyway so uh, that's that's the the story that Mark is referring to, which is big news, because because he's such a he's a great fighter, he's a great fighter, yeah. But any other popular? Well, if you think about how how sad it was for, um, I guess the inherited champ, the former champ now, that Steve mentioned, and Daniel Cormier, and he was doing really well for two rounds and then got brutally knocked out in the third. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder now, if John Jones wasn't on juice, you know, maybe he would have beaten him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like there is a meme going around of poor old Daniel Cormier crying after the fight because he was interviewed by Joe Rogan, and it's not something that Joe normally does when a fighter has been knocked out because obviously they're not necessarily together um, uh, mentally after being, being knocked out. They could be concussed or whatever, but he did for whatever reason. He decided to interview Daniel Cormier. He apologized for and, it as well, and at the time, right. <laughs> yeah, he apologized afterwards. Yeah, he doesn't know why he did it, but. Um, Either way, it was a quite an embarrassing interview in one context for Daniel Cormier. It didn't read that way to me. It just it just was a guy who was really disappointed that he'd lost. Um, and we were talking to him when it was kind of a bit bare because he was half knocked out. Like. But, you know, what, he could have won. That Some of that might might never have had to have happened. It's true. Yeah. So, does he get so I think that's again? the real tragedy. Uh, remains to be seen. Whether who gets the belt or who's stripped or who's not or uh-huh. uh, no decision yet. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool to win the title by being knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What are we watching this week? Cheapers. There is mm. so much. Fitness and art. A decade of fitness. Who watched that? I did. Um, Wait, no, let's, do, let's do a Mark segue. Speaking of athletics, who watched? <laughs> This documentary. <laughs> so Netflix has just pulled together the latest 
uh, CrossFit Games documentary. Mm -hmm. This was about the 2016 Games. Mm. And uh, I really enjoyed the 2015 Games version, which I think was just called Fittest on Earth. This one is obviously 10 years since the first CrossFit Games. So there's lots of interesting statistics about what's changed in the meantime, like how many competitors in the first one compared to this one, what they were lifting in the first one compared to this one and so on. So it's really, really good. They have nailed the type of camera work where they build the stories of particular people. They show their backstory at home, how they train, how they get on an event. They're really good at, at interweaving that to make it a comprehensive narrative from start to finish, basically. And all the while, people are doing ridiculous acts of fitness. So I thoroughly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, did you feel fitter after, after watching it? <laughs> well, I really want to go deadlifting. I was dying to go deadlifting because I don't do Olympic lifts. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. The, the only part of anything that they do like, is either a squat or a deadlift. And nobody actually wants to squat. People just make themselves. <laughs> well, well, girls do, and that's not sexist. <laughs> it's to do with the way the blood flow through our musculature is different. But um, a lot of girls' favorite exercise like is squat, where no <laughs> man's really will be like. So, um, yeah, I really want to go do some deadlifts, man. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, was there a big difference then in the weights that they were lifting ten years ago versus now? Yeah, yeah, steroids are so much better. Yeah, now. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was I can't, I can't, I couldn't tell you numbers without making them up, so I won't. But they were I'm, at the time when I was watching. I went, oh my god, like that is so obviously chemical. Man has not evolved <laughs> over ten years. Like there's going to be like you can probably put five, ten percent down to ev evolution of technique. Yeah, but they were talking about an Olympic lift, I think, at the time. So, right. like, you know, that does go up incrementally as the Russian steroids get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, that's filtering into uh, the CrossFit Games, too. As we know from Icarus, huh? Exactly, yeah. Yep. So, you said man hasn't evolved that far. Is it? Is it on that includes is the documentary woman. about men, or is it kind of, are both competing? <laughs> Serious question. I thought you were going to go up. No, it's, it's both. <laughs> the, the women's division is actually interesting, not just because of my feminist views, <laughs> But it's more interesting because Matt Frazier is so much better than all the rest of the men. In the women's division, at least a couple of girls have a chance to win each year. What is Matt Frazier in the women's division as well? <laughs> no, Matt Frazier is a guy who he won last year and he repeated again this year. Last year, he was way ahead of everybody. Mm -hmm. And the documentary tried its best to make it seem like it was possibly he was going to lose. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, he won again this year by such a wide margin. I can't wait to see how they try and do that again. Um, but there's there's three girls um, who are very close together each year. And they were like the leading lady changed a couple of times over the course of the, the events. So it was, it was really exciting. It was far more exciting. And it was the same in 2017. So, oh. yes, boys and girls, Shona. Very good. But was it ex as exciting as the Women's World Cup? <laughs> the Rugby World Cup, Shona. Um, I don't that is almost exactly the segue that Shona shat on last week. <laughs> That's true. I only show up to ruin your podcast. That's, that's my job description. Um, so the short answer is that the Women's World Cup uh, is very exciting. I was glad to see it being televised nationally. Uh, Irish team did not do so well, though. We beat France in our pool. Um... And then we lost to... Why am I having a blank? We lost to somebody. 
another another team. We lost to another team yeah. <laughs> of girls. How can I forget all yep. this? It's gonna be so embarrassing. I hope no one's listening. <laughs> um. Anyways, so we lost the important game in our pool, and mm. then we lost. Uh, you lost to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then we lost our semi-final thing. So I think now we are competing for seventh or eighth place. Okay. And um, I think England and the All Blacks are. Playing with the final oh, or have played. England playing the semis. They won it like decisively. Yeah, 23, England is really, four really or something strong. like that. Yeah, so yeah, are yeah. Our, so are the All Blacks. Yeah. Wow. So um, I mean, it was great to see. Uh, why? Sorry to interrupt, but why are they playing off for sixth and seventh places? And I think it's just because they traveled this far, and it's so that oh. they get matches. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's like um sudden death pools. So yeah. once you lose a game, you're out, and then yeah. to travel all that distance to play a game and then that's yeah. it. I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know. I think Kenny Powers' dad killed that for me. You know, he's like, son, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when I used to race cross country, um, I came in second in like every race I ever ran. Oh, and my dad used to follow me around the racetrack that we would walk before a race, and he yeah. would just say to me, show. When you come in second, you're first to lose. <laughs> so first I, to have, lose. I have both an inferiority complex and daddy issues. <laughs> That's a well-balanced personality. <laughs> did you watch something called Handsome Devil? Yes, I did. What's that? It's an Irish film about... Uh, actually, speak. hold on. Speaking of rugby, Mark mm-hmm. would be proud of me. Right. Um, this is an Irish comedy about a guy, a gay guy who goes to a rugby school. It's like loosely based on mm-hmm. um, Black Rock College in Dublin, mm-hmm. which would be high, uh, you know, churns out a lot of rugby players that would go on to play professionally. Um, and he's gay, and so he hates the kind of the jock crowd. Mm-hmm. But then he gets a roommate uh, who's a jock, but then might be gay. So it's um, really funny. You have like Amy Hoomer- Huberman. Mm. As uh, his stepmom, and then you have uh, the guy who plays. That's nothing to do with her husband being a professional rugby player. It is actually he was the rugby consultant on the film. (laughs) I see. Because there was a lot of rugby shots, and they. I heard an interview on the radio, and they were saying like, "So how do you get a bunch of like teenagers to consistently perform at like a ten out of (laughs) ten?" Exertion level. Well, they all tell you, Fintan, you just. (laughs) (laughs) But they found that like motivation would be difficult when fatigue came into it. So how do you motivate teenage boys? Like you get Brian O'Driscoll on set, Mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, or teenage girls, or teenage (laughs) girls. That's true. Um, So he was the rugby consultant, but the guy who plays uh, Moriarty in Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget his name. Andrew something. Uh, Could be. I yeah. love him. Anyways, him. he plays yeah, yeah, he plays like the inspirational high school teacher who befriends the gay guy All right. and mm-hmm. teaches him, you know, maybe being gay is okay. And then the rugby guy who might also be gay kind of... Maybe there's more gay people in the world than you think. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they can be message. all shapes and sizes. You know, don't be bigoted about it. <laughs> Do you know, but it's, it's a good movie. Like, it's, it's funny, but also heartwarming. And uh, Moriarty, for whatever his real name is has a great performance because it turns out that he's closeted so he's trying to give like his students like all this courage to give be gay chance I never had but it turns out that he's still in the closet himself so yeah. oh, it's interesting it's really it's on Netflix right now in Ireland anyways it's definitely god damn if I was your age with all these rugby players <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good so uh, there's quite a decent gay storyline after happening in the mist oh yeah mm. yeah just uh, I won't take up much time the, the mist is still going it's still enjoyable it's very weird. It's good. But there's this random storyline where um, this gay guy gets battered by one of the, like, the jocks. Mm-hmm. And then they wind up becoming lovers. Oh. Mm. 
And it's like the, a self-hating homosexual man. Well, what was that, Shona? It's self-hating. Isn't that like a thing when people yeah. haven't like come to terms with their own sexuality, so they act out yeah. against other gay men, but then also find themselves attracted to them? That's a oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a thing. Yeah. By now, so it? it was like it was CBS. actually a good storyline. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of storylines like that in the mist, along with all the people being eaten. And like, oh, it was a great scene with leeches. You would love Mike. Nah. Anyone up to date, just speaking, since we're on Gay Week here? Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, um, I have loads of gay yeah, yeah, yeah. this conversation. Are you, are you watching Ozark still? Uh, which one is that again? Ozark. Uh, oh, that's the, your man? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah, no. Launder the money. Okay, I won't say any more then. No, I'm okay, then. I'll just say, you know, it would be relevant. Had you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay. All right, so in other gay television I've mm. watched. Oh, Marvel's The Defender, speaking of gay te- TV. Yeah, oh, I'm three that. episodes deep in that. Who oh, else yeah. is watching it? Not me. Not a fucking chance. So, um, I decided to give this a go to take one for the team. Thank you. You're right. welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Okay. Thank you, Yeah, Steve. I've heard it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I knew Mark would have seen this because he, he wouldn't be able to, you know, control himself when he heard it was out. And, uh, you know, he's looking forward to it for such a long time. And it's got mm-hmm. all of his uh, favorite uh, shows, you know, wrapped into one mm. right. over the last year. Um, Probably would have put it on the list if he had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, this... Uh, my My... Overall impression is, if you liked all those shows... Who's it based on? The Defenders, <laughs> which is like Iron Fist and what's her name that you like? Oh, Jessica kick, Jones. Yeah. And, uh, and Daredevil. Daredevil. And, and uh, Luke, Luke Cage. Luke oh, Cage. this yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, it's yeah. the Avengers for this people. Defenders. Yeah. The Avengers no. or the Defenders. No, no, it's Defenders. <laughs> and, um, so this is all the cheap-ass superheroes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Objection. So what they did was... Crossroom fist bump, Mike. <laughs> uh, it's like they got all those seasons and they said, okay, let's make a new season, but we're not going to make individual ones. We'll make mm-hmm. just one with everyone in it. Okay. And they all have their separate storylines in in Seriously? episode one. In mm-hmm. episode one, yeah. yeah. Now you know that they're all going to converge at some stage, but mm-hmm. you're well. You have a hint at why, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it, it's not uh, immediately obvious. But it's not bad, actually. Wait, you think it was gay? Yeah, it's gay TV. <laughs> Steve, Steve was using Mark, it Mark. Um, Mark. offensively. You know, okay. no, I wasn't. <laughs> Steve would never do such a thing. No, not at all. I so watched a movie called Boys, about gay boys. Oh, wait, just before yeah. you move on, I want to know what Mark thought of uh, the Oh, f- damn it, defenders. I retract my statement. I'll come back to <laughs> gay boys in a second. <laughs> Mark? Someone say you never left, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've, I've got a slight problem with watching Defenders in that it's a show that I watch alone, and I typically only watch it while I'm feeding Adam, and this tends to only take 15 minutes at the minute. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it in 15 minutes increments which is not a great way to watch anything when it's like 45 minutes an episode. But I've got um, I've got three episodes deep, and as you alluded to, Steve, they have started to converge. And every time one of the Defenders meets another, it gets incrementally better. Oh, yeah. So I'm enjoying it. Like, there's a, there's a hilarious, hilarious see- couple of scenes with Iron Fist and Luke Cage when they meet. Hmm. It's really, really good. But... um. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying I, it. I suspect uh, that it would get better because you, you, all the characters have been established and we don't need the whole backstory bit. And now they're down to brass tacks. They're being superheroes. Yeah. It actually waters down Jessica Jones a little bit. Ah. Uh, because, you know, the whole thing about her was it's like, I'm so strong, but I'm so vulnerable. Yeah. You don't really get time to look at that. They, they, did, they did bring it in and it's there a little bit in, in the first episode. But it's... 
it's watered down. But I guess you have to sacrifice somewhere, right? Because you've got now all of these characters instead of just one. I had actually heard nothing about this when I when Steve mentioned he had watched the Defenders. I thought it was like a Top Gear special on Land Rovers <laughs> or something. <laughs> Mark, would it, well, be a, this would it be a spoiler to mention uh, the rather large star that appears in it? I don't know who that is. Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, okay. Oh, that's I fine. Did, I, I didn't know if David Carradine's in it too. She's not that overweight. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a, a, a sort of a surprise thing. Surprise cameo? Yeah, yeah. No, you don't know who she is. She's she's not a cameo. She's a, oh, she's, a she's in it. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, boys. Yeah. Back mm. to gay TV. Yeah. That wasn't gay enough for this yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what country boys was made in. My guess was Dutch. It sounded like a, um, a fancy German. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Dutch. My or guess Danish. Is, my guess yeah, is yeah. Dutch or Danish, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, it's these two boys in high school. I think they're in high school. Um, and they're both on the track team, and they spark up a romance, basically. And it mm. involves, like, boys kissing and boys coming to terms with their sexuality. No one ever mentions gay. There's never coming out of the closet. But there's a definite uh, journey. It's mm. very cute, and I liked it so much. Are you, it's all subtitled, Mark. Are you planning on getting your own pet gay boy? Or is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that where this is leading to? <laughs> um, was this on TV? This is on Netflix. I went oh. kind of like... So basically, my film viewing now is going to be anything on Netflix. And then my husband also decided that because he gave up Sky Sports for the season, because, I don't know, there's nothing on for the moment... Uh, that he would get Sky Movies. So now we just have films on constantly in my house. If I'm not casting from Netflix, then we're on Sky Movies, and it's just all the time. The original name is Jurgens. It's Dutch. Okay. Mm. Just so Dutch. You know. Yep. Got it. Fancy German. Fancy German. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry to all of our Dutch listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw Alien Covenant at last. Finally. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Sigourney As did I. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, Thank hey. you, Shona. Yeah. Professional, toast profesh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who wasn't in it? Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, Mike. Um, yeah, this wasn't bad. It was better than the last one. Uh, Give it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't alien or aliens, but... Mm. Uh, there was a bit of shooting? There was a bit of shooting, but, you know... A bit of dismemberment? There was a bit of a little twist or two here and there, mm-hmm. and a bit of a, you know, losing love. They actually put a bit of effort into it, yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Alien Covenant is the sequel to Prometheus, which Mike already reviewed for us. Yeah. And it was a return to the form of the 1970 Alien and its sequel, Aliens, where people with guns try and shoot the bad guys who are aliens. Mm. Um, but it also married some of the high-concept science fiction that possibly ruined Prometheus for a lot of people. But I thought they did it in a much, a much more relatable and clever way. So I enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Were you offended by the casual genocide? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a bit of casual genocide between friends? <laughs> yeah, if I, it's it's definitely one you you you, you couldn't miss it. Like if you liked the originals, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Decent effort. Decent. Um, two other things I saw uh, just quickly. Uh, Halt and Catch Fire, uh, Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, oh, good, good. We're still talking four. about it. Yes, and yeah. uh, Season 4, and it's the last season you'll be delighted to hear. But mm-hmm. just what's interesting, uh, the era that they're in, you know the way they started off at like making uh, a computer just 
to make it like a computer that worked. Yeah. And then the IBM started to sue them and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then they moved on to like a games company and then they moved mm-hmm. on to like online. Oh, what if we had like a, a, a chat room? That kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, so now in season four, they've kind of moved, some of them have gone their own way and some are still together, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the ladies that has gone her own way, she's now like an investor in technology and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So she has people coming in talking to her about their latest ideas. So a database for medical, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, nah, no, you know, I need mm-hmm. more than that. So she, that's what she's at. And then the other guys are like working really, really hard on a, a Something that lets you see everything that's on this concept of an internet of networks, mm-hmm. right? right? That they came up with at the end or the middle of last season. So now they've just released it, this web browser thing or internet mm-hmm. browser. And then Mosaic was released with, they've got video streaming. And it's just like, because <laughs> <laughs> they, they just, they just come out with theirs that had pictures, inline <laughs> pictures in the HTML, you know? Mm-hmm. So then, uh, yeah, it was Mosaic had come out, you know? So it just completely destroyed them. They're just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> And then your man has an epiphany. I said, what if, because people keep giving their addresses. Oh, yeah. It's, and they, they keep um, referring to it. Do you remember the old CDROM.com forward slash EDU forward slash, uh, you know, dot forward slash RC, blah, 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 something.html. Yeah, that's my website that you'd give to someone on a business card, you know, this kind of thing. And he's just going, what if we could like index all of these and then you could like search through them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this, you know, it's real sort of Alta Vista or Google yeah. beginnings, you know, right. that kind of concept. And it's just funny the way he came around to it. And then the investor woman has one of her uh, minions that she told the feck off or uh, come back with a better idea in 24 hours. They come back with the same idea. So there's going to be a race to who's going to be Google, essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really See, cool. With a title like Halt and Catch Fire, I don't know why, but I always assume it's a boat that's halting and catching fire. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I always forget that this is a, like a show about technology. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Do you know, um, I read a really interesting essay today on um, a gender discrimination case in Silicon Valley by mm-hmm. Ellen no you, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the Google one, was it? Uh, no, it oh, was okay. at um, Venture Capitalist Firm. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the other thing I want to talk about was Fight Ship is back. Yeah! Season 4, episode 1. This one is about ships. Yeah, so the last ship is back. More of the same. Yeah, I've been saving this up. Oh, man. I've got season 2, you season 3, it. and now season 4. And you- someday, someday, I've just got to sit down. I'm going to book a weekend where everybody on earth that I know can go fuck off. <laughs> Seven bottles of Jack. Yeah. Mike, Mike, just be honest. Just gonna say you can kill everybody that you know so that you can have a weekend alone? That would be one way of doing it. <laughs> so you'd like to know it's the same terrible dialogue, terrible story, and Eric Dane is still trying to be a terrible hard man. Yeah. So, Rona Mitra. Yeah. She's gone, dude. She's no gone. Spiders, man. That's the, you asked. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry. The, 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 there's a fine replacement. Okay. Fine replacement. Okay. Oh, okay. A, yeah, so. <laughs> um, Do they still have lots of ladders to go up and down? Oh, there are plenty of ladders, yeah. Excellent. Speaking of ladders, uh, Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, I watched the movie. Baywatch the movie. Tell us. Oh, this is The Rock well, and... Um, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, in the TV show of Baywatch... David Hasselhoff played Mitch Buchanan. Yeah. In the movie, The Rock plays Mitch Buchanan. Right. So that's everybody caught up now on what this is about. (laughs) (laughs) And it's... Okay, there's a couple of things that are very clever about it. First of all, The Rock, his comedic timing and relationship with Zac Efron is brilliant. They are so funny together. Just the way they bounce off each other. Um, 
like Zach Efron is becoming well used to play to playing the cocky, you know, um, arrogant, funny guy, mm-hmm. you know, but he's like the Han Solo type, but he's playing the cocky, funny, dumb guy in this, right. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is quite funny. Like it, maybe it's not a major twist, but it is funny. Yeah. And The Rock then has a lot of fun with him. Now, everything else about it isn't great. It's There aren't many jokes outside of their chemistry that work. Right. So if I laughed at it at all, it was usually because The Rock had just said something to Zac Efron that was funny. The story is fairly ridiculous, but they lean right into it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they make a joke about the Baywatch TV series. Because Zac Efron keeps going... But we're lifeguards. Why don't we just call the cops? <laughs> and uh, or he'll go. But we're lifeguards. You know, why don't we call you know the appropriate people yeah, to do yeah, yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. looking into? Like. And uh, and then the Rock goes. Tell them what tell them what we we did last month, and then your man listed out a bunch of ridiculous plots from the Baywatch TV show. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We caught these guys who were using surfboards to smuggle diamonds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, Don informed me happened oh, right, uh, in, yeah. the, in the TV show. And David Hasloff makes an appearance. No so way. They both started calling each other Mitch, which was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's it's like I was watching it incredibly hungover, and it is the perfect film for that. Brilliant. Nice. But in terms of, you know, trying to exceed anything, mm-hmm. it didn't. Mm-hmm. Very, very predictable plot, but funny and a good uh, buddy relationship. Nice. What would you give it out of 10? Give it a mark. Five. Five. Okay. For hungover yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Perfect for hungover okay. entertainment. We don't have to think. You could actually, you could actually take 20 minutes off while the film was on to make munchies and miss nothing. <laughs> no, right. Okay. <laughs> still come back in and keep up with it. You might miss a run or two up or down the beach, though. Some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, uh, what do you call it from Rocky? Montage. Montage, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Mr. Mercedes. There's a psychopath killer. Psycho killer. Kiss the uh, Bradley Hartsfield. And uh, he sends all kinds of letters and emails to this poor old retired detective who never solved the case that he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he plagues him with it. And poor old Mr. Detective, mm. uh, played by Brendan Gleeson, yeah. is getting a bit old pissed off at this. And he mm. feels like, the, you know, there's a few strings uh, mm. that need tidying up there and, mm. you know, th- that kind of thing. So he, mm. he sort of starts doing a semi-investigation back into the old cold case. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much it, um, in a nutshell, I guess. So that's the plot of the first episode there, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's the plot of the season, I think. Uh, it's kind of reversing the old idea of two weeks to retirement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. So it is a, it is an adaptation of uh, Stephen King's book by the same name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not Stephen King horror Stephen King. No. Yeah, it's Stephen King. Detective Stephen King. Hard-boiled detective mm. genre. Yeah. Stephen I think King. he actually won a, a crime fiction award for this. Did he, yeah? Yeah. All right. Okay. That was only a few years old then, isn't it? 2014, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of his post, uh, post-accident novels. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, he's never been the same since the accident. Never seen the same. He's great on Twitter, by the way. Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's worth following. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, I must give him a follow. He hates Trump. Hates. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know I won't be involved in cyberbullying. <laughs> no, no, it's just to a hilarious level. <laughs> um, so, who saw this? What do we think? 
I saw it. I also read the book. So oh, Stephen right. King doesn't write um, detective stories. This was his first attempt. I joked when we were picking this for the list that this references current affairs. So the opening scene in Mr. Mercedes is actually an atrocity that happened in the real world. Yeah. Now, I can't say anything more about without there being spoilers, mm-hmm. but other stuff in this book has actually happened in recent time. It's, it's eerily similar to current events. Mm. Um, through no fault of Stephen King, obviously, he was just writing. Mm. Um, I really liked the setup for this, but its real problem in the pilot was pacing. There were... Now, having read the book, I know what's happening, and I was enjoying watching it unfold. And go, oh, this is the guy that's playing that character that previously I've only seen in my mind. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. And I wonder how they're going to do this in the TV show, because obviously you're not privy to the internal, the inner monologue of the characters like you are when you read. And uh, I was enjoying it from that perspective. But on reflection, it is really, really slow going anywhere. So you did, in your synopsis, you described the first episode. And that is the problem of the TV show, in my opinion, in that they shouldn't have spent a full episode doing that. But I guess, you know, what what else can they do, really, if they're going to follow the path of the book? Stephen King is involved in the writing of this and the screenplay. So I guess they're staying fairly close to what's happened in the book so far. It's been very close to what's in it. So it was it was enjoyable enough for me, but it's not something we're running to see again because... It just it, not enough happens quickly enough for a TV show. Um, just on that, uh, I have been doing some reading on it because I, I I can't wait to see more of this. Actually, really? Yeah, yeah. Spoiler you didn't think alert. it was Car Crash TV? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can't wait to see more of this. But I believe that episode four was written by the guy who did a bit of writing for The Wire mm-hmm. and. Uh, maybe lost and mm-hmm. something else but uh, it's apparently very apparent yeah. when you watch it and you go oh my god now we're mm-hmm. in yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with it until I see at least that episode so yeah, yeah. see I, I tried to read the book and I kind of lost interest in Drifted, it did you? yeah, yeah, yeah it, it got away from me um, so the prospect of watching a series based on the book I didn't bother finishing <laughs> oh here's the history of the Angelus yeah. oh lovely I'll take this one instead <laughs> <laughs> sometimes those things happen Steve <laughs> oh I know <laughs> uh, um, so I would 100% agree with Mark you know they're they're trying to make I think 10 episodes out of one book right uh, that's way too much for the material that's in the book Right. Um, and that pilot is way, way too long for what was in it. Mm. And even Brendan Gleeson, I don't think he really fit this role. Ah, he's so class. I don't care what he's in. He's class. <laughs> yeah. He's a great actor and everything, but I don't think this was right for him. He even made that, what was it, Alone in Berlin? Was that it? The one a few weeks ago? He made that movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, but I don't think even his greatness can carry this. Um, I think we need to hear why Steve thinks it's so great. Yeah, he's obviously bubbling with enthusiasm for this. Well, yeah, no, I don't see it. It's actually the opposite of what you thought of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, I, I could, he could be sitting there watching paint dry, and I'd enjoy watching Brendan Gleeson acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think he's a perfect character for the, that slow pace. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, 
he's so full of expression. He just gives a hint or a ha, and I love his relationship with the next door neighbor Nympho. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, get off my damn lawn. He's got a bit of that yeah. going on, <laughs> and I, I love that mm-hmm. kind of character, and I think yeah. he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, that you see that there's two aspects to his character that have nothing to do with the story. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine watching another episode of just that, you know, about yeah, his life, yeah. you know, that kind of yeah, way. Yeah. Um, and it's because I, I think it's because it's Brendan Gleeson rather than because it's the character. Yeah. But he fits it. I feel that he fits that character, though, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I suppose you wouldn't have had the impatience of kind of knowing what's coming. And I'm like, come on. No. I can no. Get there. Yeah. no, I see. I, I know nothing about it. Yeah, I knew nothing yeah. about it going into it. I, I, on um, purpose. So, yeah. Yeah. Book possibly doesn't help in this in this TV show. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I think back on the entirety of the book and the actual events, like the action that mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot. There's like maybe four or five things that you think would be, yeah that'd be pretty exciting, and the rest is a little bit pedestrian. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder. I wonder about it. Like if you have to pick a Stephen King novel adaptation, you should be watching The Mist. Um, not you personally, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the listener, you. Yeah. Um, the Dark Tower is out at the moment too, as well. It is. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not getting great reviews. It's not. It's no. like thirty-five percent and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, I think they did the opposite in, in that, like they've expanded this one too much. Yeah. To fill the material. Yeah. And in the other one, they've contracted it too much. Because that was quite a book, wasn't it? Uh, it. I, there was like fifteen seven books or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge yeah. amount of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's only it's only running at an hour and a half, I think. What? Yeah, it's very short. Uh, okay. I saw an interview with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey and I thought the chemistry was very, very weird mm-hmm. offset. Like Idris Elba is an amazing actor. Like he's been in the wire, he's been in so much yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was a little bit intimidated by Matthew McConaughey, which you might say is fair enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just—I really want to see it, just to see how their on-screen chemistry was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, big, big problem with the structure as well of the story. It's well, I won't go into too many spoilers, but it's very Star Wars esque. Oh, okay. In, in, well, it's like a hero's tale. Yeah, hero's tale with uh, hero's journey. Sorry. Yeah, with an, an order of good guys against an order of bad guys, and oh, it's about saving the universe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the uh, the bright-eyed young thing who might have a gift oh, right, okay, <laughs> meets yeah, a mentor, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah. No, just like just like the New Testament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Um, Did you want to see any of this? No. Nope, no. Sorry. Thriller, filler. Well, are you you go, you're not going to watch anymore. You guys it's know. filler for me, but, Steve. But you've both read the book, right? Or attempted I, to? I've read like half the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I threw it at my. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Latin Angeles. Yeah. Actually, minor, minor <laughs> correction, I listened to all of the book. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. With um, your free Audible book. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give this a uh, thriller. Because, um, okay. I, I, yeah, I want to see where it's going and what happens. Yeah. yeah. Report got, back, Steve. Report back. back. Yeah. You're just waiting for the Brendan Gleeson shower scene, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Our movie this week is Wakefield. Mark. Wakefield tells the story of a man who decides not to come home from work one day. Instead, he's going to live across the, across the yard in their shed and he's going to watch his family live on their lives without him. Is Has this man got problems or does he just not like them? 
or is it, uh, are we straight into this? Yeah, because no, because uh, I'm I'm just curious, like as to you know, yeah, his, what's his, his life isn't optimal. Is it like falling down? Not optimal. He's sick of suburban no. life. Yeah. So like the opening part of the 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 movie is Brian Cranston like on a train. You see him doing lawyery stuff because that's mm-hmm. what he does. Um, and he just basically loathes uh, middle class suburban Normality. life. He hates living in the suburbs. He hates his job. He hates people. He hates his family. And he just feels basically morally superior to everyone around him because he's just fucking sick of his life. So on his way home one day, he just decides, I'm not going home. I'm going to go hide in the garage and let them all think like I'm dead. And I'm going to laugh and squeal like a crazy person while I basically erase myself from their lives. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm really glad that Shona got a chance to watch this. She hadn't seen it last week because I, hey, I listen, think let's not I think point out my shortcomings from last week. <laughs> never made it to air. Let's just pretend I'm always a consummate professional <laughs> and watch uh, two thirds of what's required of me each week. <laughs> so um, I enjoyed this film. I found it difficult to watch at times. I thought it was an exploration of a really unhappy guy that has... See, I want to say that he had a psychotic break of some kind, right? I want to say that it seemed like, you know, his mind broke for a while. But I'm not convinced that that's the story they're trying to tell. It looked to me like he was so sick of his life that he wants to leave it. But he'd such hashtag FOMO (laughs) that he wanted to keep an eye on it. Um, and he manages to do this then through the conveniently placed um, garage, I suppose our American friends would call it, which has everything a person needs to live in, more or less. Um, he didn't like. See, I I had a lot of problem with the exploration there, Mark, because there was a yeah, lot think, of exploring yeah, going on, but allows you to. Yeah. Uh, it echoes what you bring with you, I think, Mike, this film, <laughs> because there's so many blanks that have to be filled. But go on, yeah. let's hear what you think. I mean, the way it struck me was that he was exploring, but it was like exploring somewhere a bit shit, like, uh, I don't know, an office furniture warehouse. You know, there's nothing interesting to find in there. You know? uh, and it goes on and on and on of just... Uh, him examining his life or whatever, but it never grabbed me. You know, there was never a kind of an aha moment. And, you know, even what he's watching, you know, there's nothing particularly interesting happening at home. You know, it's just domestic life. You know, the, the family come and go do their things. They're a little bit worried about him, but not that worried, <laughs> essentially. And, um, it's kind of much ado about nothing. I thought, you know, he's, and I mean the ending was uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought the ending was brilliant too because like, we can't spoil it obviously no, but, no. I and I thought like sorry go ahead Shona I just said I did not like the ending yeah, I didn't think there was a whole lot of payoff for what we had to endure in in the in the time coming up to it you know see I'm going to disagree with you there on your take on the film Mike because mm-hmm. I'm siding with Mark here in that I, I, I really enjoyed um, the bulk of the film because I think 
you're right, Mark. I, I, I don't think that they're trying to show a mental break. I think it's more of somebody who has just become so bitter, really, about his life that he's kind of um, got this complex now. Like, maybe it's like a god complex. Like, he just thinks that everybody is shit and everybody in his life is reprehensible and he's completely above, you know, any kind of fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like... The, so, the, it's a bit mentally unstable. Uh, oh, he's definitely unstable, unstable yeah. <laughs> and, like, the day that he comes home and he just decides, like... He kind of starts out thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to go up into the garage attic and, you know, I don't know, hide away. Then he accidentally falls asleep and then it's the next day and things kind of start getting away from him. Like oh, it he, escalated. He doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't kind of decide, like, there's no prior planning to, like, oh, I'm going to disappear. It just kind of ends up happening and he goes with it and then it just kind of becomes what it is. Like, he's a recluse in this, like, garage attic watching his family um, deal with his... Um, absence and the interesting part Mike I would say is not at all watching the the domestic life Mm -hmm. but watching his descent into madness because Mm -hmm. you know it begins with him wearing a suit he's like a professional Mm -hmm. you know he's a lawyer he's groomed um and then you kind of see over the weeks and stuff that his Mm -hmm. his hair is getting longer he's unkempt his nails are long but then also, like, his threshold for what, like, being a human is mm-hmm. really starts going down. And I found yeah. that kind of interesting. His idea of, like, shame, I suppose, about, you know, what he looks like and just being aware of himself, that mm-hmm. self-awareness kind of completely goes out the window. And it starts mm-hmm. to be kind of only, in the beginning, he's only hunting for food and going and mm-hmm. sorting through trash in the middle of the night. But then there gets to a point where he's doing it in broad daylight, and like mm-hmm. he just doesn't even care that he's holding like a broken tennis racket to pry through garbage and see what's in there. And um, so, do you think it it helps you try and validate your own personal decisions in life? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Every time I shower, I'm just like stick it to the man, yeah. Shona. <laughs> but um, yes. I really liked his uh, portrayal of a man who's kind of gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, a criticism I would have is that his family really don't seem concerned enough about the fact that this man has mm. gone missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that was that was a point that I really keyed in on, and that's why I liked the ending where I think neither of you guys did. Mm-hmm. I think that he had probably wanted to leave either his family or his life for a long time, mm-hmm. but never had the balls, and I think his family would have liked if he had done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's pretty obvious by the way it goes, like by the way the, f- the film progresses. And you write it in the final act, you find out why. Mm-hmm. And then it all makes sense. And then they close the door in the film and it completes that uh, character arc pretty much. And I liked, I thought that was clever the way they did it. Because literally they let you see a little bit of backstory and you go, all oh, right. Mm-hmm. It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And then it's the end. Yeah. yeah. More say, or less. I'd say the family would have missed him a whole lot more if he had changed the password on his uh, bank card. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, well, yeah, my big problem with it is that there's no big problems to solve. You know, he's yeah. he's yeah. not a particularly interesting guy. He's not facing, you know, some 
world-threatening crisis or anything. Yeah. But I suppose I've been spoiled by Tom Cruise movies over the years. <laughs> yeah. But maybe like that's what is supposed to be good about it. You take that back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe like the monotony mm. and the like drudgery and dreariness mm. of mm. everyday life is supposed to be relatable. Mm. Haven't we all at some time wanted to escape our lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly every day, but I don't want to watch a movie about it. <laughs> the point I was going to make that I just mm. forgot that I think um, his absence has a lot to do with spite because he, he acknowledges this is going back to something that you were just saying, Mark. Like, he acknowledges that he could have just divorced his wife and he could have just left his family or he could have even faked his death, but all of those would have given his family resolution. But he talks about the fact that because he's just missing his wife is closed off she's not allowed to move on she mm-hmm. can't start seeing other people mm-hmm. because she doesn't know what his state is so he's like so by hiding out here you know she remains basically isolated from the rest of humanity mm-hmm. people she can't move on mm-hmm. and um in his spiteful mind frame that's perfect yeah. it's torturing her even more yeah, I, I formed a pretty strong opinion that he hated his wife watching this film. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what led me to believe that you know, he probably would have left if he had the balls a long time yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. But he just couldn't come up with a reason, almost. And as you as you mentioned, Shona, he kind of winds up in that garage by accident, more or less. And events kind of overtake him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this, the movie... And maybe this is just to me. Like I said, you you fill in the blanks with what you bring with you. I think this film is mostly about marriage, and and how it does and doesn't work, mm-hmm. and where it leaves people. It just um, grinds you down and leaves you empty. <laughs> <laughs> Any more on this? I I don't have an awful lot more to say on it. It was it, it's really truly meh for me. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, you see, I'm not a huge Brian Cranston fan either. Mm. Not having the Breaking Bad background, mm. so I wasn't immediately saying, "Oh, great, I get to watch you know two hours of Brian Cranston being Brian Cranston." Right, but, okay, yeah. Uh, which would be delightful for a lot of people. <laughs> it's just lost on me. Well, I would be like a massive Brian. Like I liked him in Breaking Bad, but it's not like I'd be walking around naming him as you know mm-hmm. somebody whose career I'm following closely. I think he was cast well in the film. Um, I think he can kind of straddle that line between professional suburban dad and man who's on the edge of sanity uh, pretty well. I don't really buy that he married Jennifer Garner, but that's a different conversation. Um, Mark, I think I think your uh, perspective is, is probably the closest um, we've come to in this conversation in terms of it's really fundamentally about their marriage and... Um, I think his relationship with the marriage, it's not even so much about his wife, but just his relationship with why he's with somebody. Uh, yeah, I think that's fundamentally what it comes down to. And he spends a lot of time exploring why he's not with her and then maybe why he was with her. Um, so, I mean, it was interesting. It was interesting to watch. It's not the kind of film you'd watch again. Um, there's not, there's no rewatchability in it, but um, it was good while it was going. It'd be a better play, I think. Ooh, yeah. I think I'd much prefer to watch something like that on stage. But it's um, I would never watch something like this unless I was stuck for something to put on the list and Shona wouldn't let me put TV on. <laughs> <laughs> that would never. Uh, so I, I certainly wouldn't go, go looking for, for it. Every time. Given that I was forced by myself and Shona <laughs> to watch it, um, 
I would probably give this a seven as I've been thinking about it a lot since I finished watching it. I think that's one of the things that I look for mm-hmm. as a sign of a good movie. I've not really thought of this since I watched it, um, but I did enjoy watching it. I'm going to give it a strong six. It's totally passed me by. It's well acted, but not enough content to really catch my interest. So give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Good spread. Um, I like a good spread. I like a good spread. <laughs> um, last of our TV is Atypical. It's a show show. So, Atypical is a um, new TV show on Netflix um, about Sam, an 18-year-old on the autism spectrum, decides it's time to find a girlfriend. So, it's kind of like a quirky romance comedy coming-of-age tale on Netflix, um, but the twist this time is that the main character is on the autistic spectrum, um, and his therapist's mentions in passing in one of their sessions that, you know, he might want a girlfriend or he mentions it and then that sets him off on the uh, first episode. It's time to get a girlfriend and uh, the whole family is nervous. No, thanks to his mom. Yeah, (laughs) poor mom. Thinking of herself. (laughs) She's very nervous about letting her son go. She is. She is. He's back up a bit there, mom. Yeah, well, I suppose with all them young ones with the short dresses, you know, oh, no self-respect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is this is a really um, a really interesting exploration of the effects having an autistic uh, person in a family and how it affects them all mm. because they're all marked by it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mother, like you just mentioned, that she's she's no fun, and that's they start to tell you why. And her character is really interesting because of that. The dad, the same. The sister, the same. But this show is extra interesting because they're all at a point of maybe divergence or change. So the, um, I can't think of the name of the main character, but the, the, the boy, Sam, right? He's reached a juncture where he's willing now to start looking for a relationship of his own that is not, is outside his family. And this is different. And this, I guess, sparks. You know, it's the catalyst for change and all the rest of them. And they all start looking at their lives in a slightly different way. And it is awash with character development, which I was, I, is one of the things that I like in a good TV show. You make interesting characters, you have things happen, and then they should react in a way that's believable and authentic. And I think that's in spades in a typical. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that each of the characters are given something interesting pretty much right away maybe to the exception of the dad i don't know that what? I, I got the poor dad is trying to de- you know find some common ground with his son oh my goodness oh, the yeah, struggle yeah, he's going through michael rapaport he, he's like brendan gleason you can put him down watching paint dry and watch him in anything i think he's brilliant yeah he, okay. he just has that stereotypical well he can he can play new york so well he can play boston so well he looks like a uh Irish Bostonian, yeah, he Irish really American, does. but he's actually Jewish, Russian, Polish descent. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, born and bred in Manhattan, I believe. Hmm. Um, yeah. So no, but he's just. Yeah, he's I totally brilliant. forgot that yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, so he just finds it hard to identify with them, and he's trying. He's trying as best as the man knows mm-hmm. how, and he's tried in the past and so on. But he's he's not getting credit for it. But he's just getting. He's getting bitched at for it by the He's wife. Kind of oh my god! What an wife. unreasonable ah oh, hag! Yeah, she annoys. If she wasn't in it, it'd be a much better show. 
But anyway, <laughs> I really enjoyed the show. Um, I, I thought it was uh, quite funny. And uh, it's a lighthearted but sad uh, in ways. Um, but it's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. I think part of what makes it work is that Sam, although like he's on the autistic spectrum, and I would say given the odds of population density of people with um, autism, most people watching this wouldn't be autistic. But I still find that he's, they make him really relatable in the show. Oh, you yeah, know? for sure. Like, yeah, who yeah. hasn't felt like an outsider? Yeah, who yeah. hasn't felt like you don't know how to respond in social, social situations? Who hasn't felt like you don't know what's going on? You don't know why people are laughing at you or with you. You don't know how, what to say. You don't know how to read people. I mean, I've, I almost identify with that more so than any other character in the show. So the fact that um, they've made it about somebody on the spectrum um, doesn't narrow the audience, I think. They've done a really good job of making it more appealing to a broad audience given how they write the character. Um, I love the sister as well. She's amazing. Well, she's, initially, I started laughing at her because, you know, Sam would come home and say, oh, my therapist says I should start dating. And she goes, bah! Like this, knowing that this is going to kick off the mother and father going, what? You know? <laughs> but she knew, I just love that kind of sibling yeah. thing where yeah, she, yeah. she's not involved, but she's just laughing at, oh, this is going to drive them mad. I you like know, that she stuff. doesn't molly coddle him and she yeah, likes yeah. to like make fun of him. But then yeah. as we see at school, if anybody, him. anybody looks at him the wrong way, like she punches somebody yeah. because not just she's, him, but she's anyone. super yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, protective, protective, which yeah. is really sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like her uh, sort of not happening relationship oh, with, I the, love the, with her the guy. Story who's, uh, that's that's family in general, though, isn't it? Like nobody's allowed to bully your brother or sister, but you. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, how it was in our house, anyway. Oh well, you were lucky. <laughs> my brother, my first day of high school, was trying to get people in my high school to prank me and like lock me out and make life difficult for me. I had nice. no protection. His friends were nicer than he was. Uh, in the immortal words of Mark Leonard. I don't know what show you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You disagree, Mike? I absolutely hated this with a passion. Really? Tell us why, Mike. Yeah. Um, I hate coming-of-age stuff, so that instantly turned me off. Um, I hated the way it was shot, you know, even the, the, the scenes in the school with, you know, the focus on him with the kind of semi-blurry background. It, right. it just seemed too staged. Um, the, the, the characters for me weren't people. They were plot devices that had faces on them. You went in with your arms folded. Uh, of course it did. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I just saw them as wind up characters. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, you know, we've already planned out what's going to happen in this story. And now we just have to, you know, put a name and a hair, haircut on them. And, you know, <laughs> the plot will, will, will go out that way. And it, it, just seems so mechanical but that's because mike you're so smooth that you've never encountered a social situation <laughs> i'd say ever <laughs> thank you thank Take you shona you thank you shona <laughs> I, I don't think he's watched it <laughs> I, no i don't think you i think you, you haven't watched this but i have <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't mentioned a redhead once yet I'm not going to give it any credit <laughs> because I'm on a I'm on a warpath. <laughs> no, this is this for me is just one of these fake fucking shows that shouldn't be on TV. Uh, you know, it's the, uh, Mike. The, stu- the studio has a budget. You know, they got 
eight good shows coming out. They got a slot there, half eight on Tuesday. They need to fix. <laughs> they need to well, fill in. This so. is Netflix, so that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up with your logic and facts. <laughs> I'm trying to shit on this here. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just didn't want to care about any of them. And I resented. Then you found yourself caring about them despite yourself. Then I resented the (laughs) fact that they were making the effort to make me try and care about it instead of just leaving me alone so I could sit there and not understand people, you know, (laughs) and feel socially awkward (laughs) and have trouble maintaining relationships. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely going to watch more of this. I finished episode one and then watched up until episode four. So Did you? Yep. Yeah. I immediately started watching. What do you go beyond for? Oh yeah, I'll keep watching oh, yeah, it. Keep yeah. Watching it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought it was like it was lighthearted, enjoyable television, so it's the kind of thing I'd throw on if there's nothing on T V. Yeah. Um mm. you know it's the great thing about Netflix is that like, you know, you don't have to watch crap <laughs> on T V. You can just put on a TV show on Netflix and so yeah, I'll watch I'll kinda do I'd say bulks of um two and three episodes at a time. It's really watchable and I think the mm. characters are really likable. And you can kind of see from episode one where it's heading to. Like what the tensions are going to be, what the drama is going mm. to be, what the fallout is mm. going to be and you're like, yeah, I mm. watched that. Mm. Almost if it's, as if it was a kind of a mechanical system. <laughs> you knew exactly what Check was going to happen. On the <laughs> no, no, no. No, you don't know what's going to en- how it's going to end. No. So Shona's, Shona's right and she says you can see the stressors on each of the characters. Mm. And what are these things that's going to force them to, to act and react, but not how it's going to end. I have, I have no idea whether this kid is ever going to find a girlfriend for himself or not. Don't know what the mother's going to do, what the father's going to do. It's just, it's really good. Really good show. I'm four episodes deep as well, and I can't wait to watch another one. I might watch one tonight. All right. Very good. Okay, so that's three thrillers. It's, fi- it's thriller for me, yeah. I want filler. Can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to mention something because uh, the uh, uh, Avatar was the highest grossing, second highest, sorry, grossing uh, single market movie Okay. up until this week Okay. in China. All right. In, in China. It's a, a movie came out called, um, uh, well, actually, let me uh, let me build it up a little bit. It's a Chinese movie. Okay. Right? And it has gone up $769 million. And Nudge decides aside Avatar in the single territory charts with only Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, ahead of it, er, having earned more in one territory. Mm-hmm. Wolf Warrior 2. <laughs> Wolf Warrior 2. Nice. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Uh, That's one for Mike for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's at the top of the list for uh, fourth week in a row. Um, it's about China's, a warrior? China's deadliest special forces operative settles into a quiet life on the sea. This is you know, yeah, yeah, part two. Yeah. When sadistic mercenaries begin targeting nearby civilians, he must leave his newfound peace behind and return to his duties as a soldier and protector. Where have we heard that plot before? <laughs> we can't hear it often enough, Steve. Yeah, a team. <laughs> um, there was a brief, brief. Do uh, they kidnap his daughter by any chance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a two-day uh, sort of uh, break in their in their lead, though. Okay. Um, when uh, another Chinese uh, movie um, sort of took the lead, but that's also please let it be Wolf Warrior Three. <laughs> check it out. It's called SPL, right? Uh, Scottish Premier League. Guess at this now. It's something like uh, what's 
uh, it's the op, it's the other way around from long time. Tam long. Time. Long time. Long. Me love you long time. Long tam. Five dollar. SPL long tam. It's a, a covenant or something like that it's called. But, but anyway, they had another one. The next biggest one, right? 200,000, uh, the next biggest movie in China at the moment is about, uh, it's called 22. An estimated 200,000 Chinese women, uh, were forced into prostitution by the Japanese army during World War II. You know, the whole comfort mm-hmm. women thing. Yeah. Um, but only 22 of them are still alive. Okay. And so it's a documentary where they talk, they just speak out publicly mm-hmm. with no narrative, yeah. no, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, music to make it sad or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just they just talk about uh, their lives and what has happened, what hasn't, and experiences and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, it's it's done huge in China, but uh, oh, wow. well worth the look. Sounds very interesting, actually. Only twenty two of them. They're all in their late eighties, nineties, you know, at mm-hmm. this stage. Wow. So, um, so anyway, that's the Chinese roundup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh yeah, what else do I mean to say? Oh yeah, uh, please not Korea, not no. Korea. <laughs> Any, anyone go back to uh, Comrade Detective? No. Why in God's name would anyone do that? <laughs> you didn't enjoy Did you? it then. <laughs> There's a terrible show. It was pointless. You know what? I laughed and laughed for about two quarters of it, and then I went, "Yeah, this should kind of finish up." But now, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good, uh, and. Um, uh, you're right in your synopsis, uh, mm-hmm. or in your your take on it last week, saying this is the kind of thing that Steve or Mike would like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But I don't know if I'll go too deep into it. I'll probably watch one more. But um, right. it's not. I, I've got other stuff to watch now. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's still on the list there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, the list of shows you shouldn't bother watching. <laughs> 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 the ones I get around yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've got one of them that I kind of have to watch. Yeah, yeah it's called Celebs Go Dating. <laughs> I am so up to date on celebrity gossip now. <laughs> Brilliant. That sounds like a good show. Yeah, I thought Goss, Mike. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is an offline one for Shona. But yeah, you won't believe what happened between Charlotte and Gaz. Yeah, and Stephen Bear. I now know who he is. Okay. And Jonathan Chibum. King asshole. These sound like people I don't really want to... No, you, you should never, ever care about them until you watch. <laughs> oh, you know, there's a reality TV show just started, and it's called um, Life with Kylie. No way. And I went, no way! <laughs> oh, class, could you imagine Life yeah. with Kylie? Who, who doesn't want to watch Kylie? Yeah. Manon? No. Jenner? No, she spells her name the same. It's Jenner. I oh, said God. Jenner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kyle, whatever. Kylie. Uh, oh. I was just like, ah, I was yeah, so disappointed. A- I was so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should throw it on the list for next week. No, we're not putting it on the list. No, no, we're not. No. <laughs> no, I thought if it was about Kylie Minogue now, it would have been on the list. But Ah, yeah. Steve, look at those puppy dog eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you took his bone I'm, away. I'm not here next week. I'm in Spain. Screw oh, yeah, you guys. You yeah, yeah. You'll come back with the season watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so that's it. Right. I, I think so. That's it for this week. Okay, I great. So we'll be back with the start Get to of be together again. Season 13. We're like a family. Without Mark. <laughs> Mark will trudge on without you. Uh, do your best, lads. But you'll always be in our hearts. <laughs> and the butt of our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Mike, Mark, Sean and Steve, stay classy. <laughs>